Hi, everybody. Let us know where you're tuning in from. I know we have some of our 200 uh, triathletes from Team Swift's Tri Club are going to be joining us tonight too. And um, we're going to talk about post-race recovery tips because I have a lot of biohacks for you. And also a lot of my amazing athletes, we had about five racing Ironman 70.3 Chattanooga on the weekend. And everyone's going to be feeling a little bit sore, a little bit stiff, have a little bit of DOMS. So I am here to help you biohack your recovery. And my key tips uh, and also plugs for uh, what I think is the best way to recover from a race. So I will wait a little bit longer to see uh, who we're going to have jump on before I get into the details of this. But if you're joining us now, uh, please comment. I would love to see uh, who is joining us. Uh, I know that we have like about 10 people on right now. So I'm going to make sure that I can see the comments. Here we go. Um, so I'm going to type in hi, guys, so you can all see me. And this is where you would write the comments right there. So I see I'm live now on Facebook, on our fan page, and I'm also on Instagram Live. Hopefully that is working too. Um, so let us know if you have questions, any questions really. But I am here today to talk about post-race recovery tips. Hopefully you guys can hear me okay. So uh, key tips. So firstly, um, after the race, obviously, you guys, you want to try and get um, your electrolyte in. You're going to be very, very dehydrated most of the time, electrolyte or water but preferably both. And you want to try and get in a little bit of protein. If you have a protein shake, you can bring with you. F2C have amazing uh, vegan uh, whey protein as well. It's all organic. They have grass-fed whey. Um, it is all uh, USDA approved and it is all uh, certified for athletes to use and they're safe using it. So it's our favorite. F2C is one of our sponsors. You guys also get 25% off as part of Team Series Tri Club membership, along with a lot of other amazing discounts. But um, definitely try and have like a shake ready to take after the race. It would just help with the DOMS. And what DOMS is, is delayed onset muscle soreness. And that just makes you really, really sore after a race. And you'll feel that like two days later. Like you may not feel it the next day, which is today, Monday. You may feel it on Tuesday. But it basically is small microfibril tears of the muscles. And that actually makes it come back stronger. So if that's happening and you're really sore, that's okay. You just need to be even more mindful um, that you need to take it really, really easy. So let's go through recovery first, um, training wise, and then we can talk about my recovery hacks and tips. So hi, Kerry, how are you? <laughs> Let us know if you have any questions. So Recovery rides from a 70.3. Now, this can take the pros, the guys, three hours and a half, 3.45, and the women four hours, and then age groupers can be anywhere up to like six, seven hours. Now, that's almost what it would take us to do an Ironman or a male to take do an Ironman. So you need to be really mindful that the longer you take to do the race, probably the longer it's going to take to recover. Hi, Ruben from Bolivia. How are you? So your heart is a muscle too, and it needs to recover. So your heart beats really hard in a race. Obviously, you work really, really hard, and it is a muscle like your legs. Um, same thing. It's going to take a long time to recover. And the longer you're out there, the more damage you probably have done. And it is repairable. It's okay. It can be, it can be repaired, but the, the delayed onset, the muscle soreness can take longer time depending on how hard you pushed, depending on what your exertion was and your heart rate was and your effort was. Also, your nutrition, if your nutrition was poor and you are really depleted in your glycogen stores and you're pushing through that, then it's going to take longer. You're going to be a lot sore and you're going to take a lot longer to recover. So our normal recovery week um, after a 70.3 is as such. So today, which would be the day after the race, let's say, pretend that today's the day after the race for those that race on the weekend, 
Um, first after, we usually say, don't just do nothing. Like get in the pool and do a really light kick set. Uh, do one or two K in the pool, nothing hard, no speed, do a little bit of strength if you want to, but most of it is just kicking the legs. Okay. And you only want to be in there for 30, 40 minutes, right? Or on the bike, you could do an easy one hour spin. I don't recommend running the day after the race. It's just, you're too sore. And I don't think it's healthy for you for muscles, lungs, hearts, cardiovascular. I just don't think it's healthy to run the day after a race. Um, unless you're a runner and you're used to that, I just don't see it as being a recovery because it's a lot of weight bearing and loading and you've just trashed your body. So let's reward it. Um, the next day, say Tuesday, two days after we recommend a swim and you can start after a half iron and you can start doing like two to three kilometers, um, or again, an easy bike, but you want to do two to three kilometers, nice and easy, um, pull boy band, stuff like that. I wouldn't be doing a lot of changing pace, maybe a little bit of fart leg, throwing in a little bit of fart leg just to turn, uh, the lactic acid out and just to flush it out a little bit in the muscles. If you're on the bike, do some high cadence spinning during that hour where you're going up to 100, 120 RPM to flush out the legs. But if you're pushed hard enough, Kimmy Borst will tell you who just ran a three and a half hour run, you're so sore that you really can't push, which is good. It's your body telling you, hey, stop, like you need to let me recover. So, and then on day three, say on the Wednesday, <coughs> um, I still don't normally recommend my guys to run. Uh, I normally still don't have them running till at least Thursday, four days after. If you're feeling fine, which most of us are doing pretty sore then, again, it's another swim or another bike. And this time you want, might want to sprinkle in something like, uh, say you want to do a little bit of 25 up-tempo stuff, 75 easy, 50 up-tempo, 50 easy, then 25 up-tempo, 75 easy, 100 up-tempo, 100 easy, that's 500. Um, and you could do that four times. That's 2,000. Do some swim, some pull by band, some strength. But still, again, no really hard stuff. Um, as you're leading to Thursday, that's when I say if you feel like running and your legs are okay, um, do a very light jog. Now, you might do a couple of pickups. Now, pickups are just up-tempo, changing pace, depending on feeling how you're feeling. So you might do five to six one-minute pickups, which is building every 20 seconds, where your last 20 seconds is a little quicker. But definitely still, again, no high intensity. If you're doing turnovers, which is one of our favorite sessions, um, I will type what turnovers is in here. It would normally be, say, 20 seconds, like faster leg speed, and then 40 seconds, very easy like say five times max and that would be all that you would add uh and i typed it in there that'd be all that you would add to the run okay so that's for thursday and again you could do another light flush on the legs on the bike um with a little bit of strength so you could add like five by one in a big gear something like that just to tweak the, the the strength muscles and just to get that that all activated again and feeling good but again no high intensity the entire seven days after a race we don't recommend any high intensity whatsoever Friday is always a day off and you could choose to have the Tuesday off day two as well is a good day to have a day off. So you would do always try and do the active recovery swim or bike, not a run, but straight away the day after on a Monday. And then if you want to have the day off, I definitely recommend the Tuesday um, unless it falls better for you to have a Friday off. But if you're going to have a day off, I would do the Tuesday or the second day after the race. Don't have a full day off. Try to flush your legs the day after because you're going to be really sore and stiff and it will help with the recovery. But this is not even really a workout. It's more of just like a feel-good session, right? Um, <laughs> and then Saturday, 
is where we add some strength. It's okay to do some undulations and some hills. And if you're training for a 70.3 Ironman, we say go to two hours if you're an age grouper. And, uh, and if you're an elite athlete or an elite age grouper, you could go three to four hours. Very easy recovery, but big gear, strength, low cadence, start to get that into the legs a little bit more. Again, nothing really hard unless you want to add a couple of 30 seconders with triple the recovery, like two to three minutes, easy recovery, just pushing it a little bit. But that is it. Sunday, which is seven days after the race, very easy run. You could add more, some more turnovers again to flush those legs, get that fast speed, um, twitch, fast twitch fibers going, and that fast speed again. You could add like ten to fifteen, uh, fifteen to twenty second turnovers, and turnovers is basically on off. So when we say turnover, we mean fifteen to twenty seconds, a little bit quicker, uh, pick up the cadence, speed up the legs, and then if you're on a treadmill, you'd walk. Or, or you would stop for the recovery. But if you're outside running, uh, outside running your long run, then just add a couple of pickups. Um, nothing crazy. If you want to do something a little more spicy, add five by eight minute, one five by one minute, uh, eight, five to eight by one minute builds. You know, just building every twenty seconds. But again, nothing crazy. And then as you come back into the eighth day, then you can really start. And honestly, you just want to listen to your body. Your body will tell you if you're ready. If the legs feel good, the heart feels good, the breathing's good, there's no niggles, then that would be the day you could start getting back to normal training. So you do a pretty decent swim. Like we would start something like 3100s, high-end aerobic sort of stuff. All right, and start building by that. But you really are the judge of listening to your body and your body will tell you if you're ready, if you have HRV and you're, you know, um, watching your heart rate and everything like that, that also is a really good way to tell you if you're recovered. And if you're falling asleep earlier at night, you're not quite recovered yet. And some people take longer than others. As we get older, of course, you know, it takes longer to recover. The muscles, tendons and ligaments are always taking longer to recover. So as we get older, we just need more recovery. Um, okay, so we have a question here before I go into my hacks on um, my favorite tips of getting back quickly for recovery. And one of them is definitely wear socks. My athlete did not wear socks in the race and had massive blisters. And you want to wear long socks, guys, that go up to your calves so it absorbs the water and the sweat and doesn't go down into your shoes, even if you have socks on that can still cause blisters. But there's stuff called blistex. There's, there's, uh, there's second skin. There's You want to have socks that don't have friction, right? That you want to be cotton. They want to be really good socks that absorb the water as well. And if you wear them up to your calves, the longer socks, they're less likely to soak your feet when you're tipping water over your head and getting um, sweaty and stuff. So think about that in the race. Like, Do not wear no socks because it's just not worth it. If you have a blister, it can take weeks to recover from blisters. So that's one quick tip. But we have a question here from Ruben. Uh, yoga for recovery. Can we include that in a normal session for the recovery day? Absolutely. And that is something that I need to do more. Re yoga is amazing. Um, I feel like some of my guys asked about doing hot yoga. I don't think that's smart given um, sort of the COVID is going around right now and other strands. Like I feel like it's a little bit of a risk because it would thrive in a hot yoga studio. But yoga outside or yoga in an, uh, an open building or somewhere where it's not hot yoga, I think that's a great idea. Um, and again, I would be honestly staying away from steam rooms and saunas. All it's going to do is dehydrate you. Someone asked about that as well. And um, I don't recommend it. But it also is a germ fest um, somewhere where things can just like, what do you call it? Uh, where they can just, there's a lot of bacteria. And so I would just kind of stay away from that unless it's your own personal uh, sauna or spa. But again, it's dehydrating you. So again, stay away from that. And really recovery with the the meals with your high protein and Stay away from inflammatory food because you're more inflamed. So you want to, you know, stay away from the alcohol if you can and the, and the, the sugary carbs um, because that's just going to cause more inflammation. Um, and Kenya's asking, hi, Kenya. 
How about recovering after a marathon? Very similar, actually, because, again, you actually will maybe even get sore, but it depends on how you um, focus with your fueling and nutrition. But half marathon would normally be – oh, sorry, marathon would normally be four to five hours for our age groupers and, you know, three for our – two and a half to three for our top guys. Um, unless you're a Kenyan, you go up 2.30. But uh, for, let's say you're an age group athlete running a marathon and it's like four to five hours. It's very similar to doing a half and maybe even – a little bit quicker recovery, although you're, you know, you're, you're weight bearing on your legs for longer because the bike in the swim isn't huge weight bearing. It's really not at all any weight bearing really. So it's more um, the compact and the, in the impact that you have um, on the ground in a marathon. So you will be really sore and it's very similar recovery after a marathon. We don't let our athletes uh, in a, in a marathon in an Ironman and a clean straight marathon without the swim bike. We don't let our athletes run for a whole week at least. And the the key here is cross-training coming back. Like sometimes it takes even longer than a week to be able to run. But I would say for if you've done a marathon and you want to recover, I would do a similar thing and I would definitely not run on the Thursday, day four. I would wait seven days to run. And I would be doing stuff like cross-training, um, sounds crazy, but elliptical, water running, running uh, water running, sorry, elliptical, um, swimming, biking, peloton, all the stuff to flush your legs and try to stay away from the run. And when you do start back from doing a marathon, say on day eight after, which would be the second week, if you want to start jogging, make it a shuffle and do not wear your garment, do not wear your heart rate. You could wear your heart rate to make sure it's not going too high and you're fully recovered. But even then it'll be slightly elevated still after a week, I would say. It's going to be more slightly elevated, at least 10 beats or so um, for a significant amount of time, at least a week. And um, you want to start shuffling, like a really slow shuffle. You shouldn't be looking at pace a week after a marathon because you're just not recovered. And same as an Ironman, um, for two weeks, like we have two weeks fully off after an Ironman, a full rest, entire rest, unless you do a kick set on the Monday. We have our entire seven days off after an Ironman. You should do the same for a marathon. And really for a marathon, you should really take the full week off, but kicking and flushing your legs out 15 to 20 minutes, it shouldn't even really be a workout. It's more just how do I recover? Because you are not going to gain anything. It's actually going to set you back and you lose zero fitness in a week and you lose two to four percent after two weeks of nothing. So and you can get that back within about two weeks. So I would not be worried about fitness either. Um, so hopefully that helps you, uh, Kenya, with that answer to that question. Now let's talk on uh, my recovery tips. So I would say, uh, firstly, of course, F2C Greens um, is amazing. Uh, and there's all sorts of other companies that make uh, the green supplement, but basically it's all your greens, it's all your micronutrients in, in one big spoonful. And F2C Greens has a really good antioxidant um, like uh, boost for your body and it will just clean up all the free radicals and it'll just help you recover really, really quickly. I take that in the morning and you want to take it on empty stomach, you guys. When you're doing your greens, try to do it on an empty tummy. It'll work much better and it'll keep you alkaline. Um, lemon water lasts for a little while, a couple of hours. It'll keep you alkaline, but something like a greens, like the F2C greens, and they have new stuff out too. I don't know if anyone knows the names of the new products. I don't, but put them up there if you do. Um, that will help you alkalinize and it will um, get rid of all the free radicals and help help with just help with the general recovery of your body and the inflammation as well. Um, and Epsom salt bars are gold. If you have in Australia, I forget the name of it. Radox is amazing. It's this green Epsom salt and you put it in your bath and somehow, I don't know how it works, but I, I do believe it somehow gets into your muscle. Technically it couldn't scientifically do that, but it feels like it does anyway. And it, Maybe it can. I don't know. Maybe. Who knows? But it, it gets in and it really relaxes your muscles. Um, 
I know some people do IVs. I'm not into that. Just as a pro athlete, we weren't allowed to do intravenous, but there are people that do do um, intravenous um, salines and stuff like that. If you're dehydrated, I know some nurses will give that if you're allowed to have it, but I don't recommend it for elite athletes because we're not technically allowed to do that. So I think it's kind of cheating. But um, if you can do it, if you're a nurse, well, go and do it because saline will help as well. Salting your food because you lose a lot of salt. Um, getting a massage, definitely getting a deep flushed massage would really, really help as well. Uh, my favorite products in the entire world, which we get 25% off as well, F2C and Hyperice Normatec, is the Hypervolt, which is a massage gun. Um, it's amazing. And uh, we also have the Normatec boots. And the Normatec boots are just a godsend for anyone and everyone. I think right now they're around seven, eight hundred dollars, but they're amazing and it feels like you've had a massage. You take them off and you can see the lymph drainage. They were designed to help with lymph drainage and originally and now all the top athletes use them. And if you can get your hands on them, if you are part of our club, you do get a really good discount. But if you can get your hands on any sort of recovery boots, compression boots, amazing. If you can't afford that, you could go to a uh, cryo place. The cryotherapy is actually really good too, that shock um, hot cold baths will really help with DOMS as well. So ice bath into heat, ice bath into heat, changing into like a hot spa and then into an ice bath will help a lot as well. And if you can't afford either of those, then <coughs> you can make your own ice bath too. We use our horse troughs and just fill it with ice, cheap man's way. Um, and then a hot shower or a hot bath and alternate. Uh, but the compression socks and uh, compression socks are amazing. Compression legs. Um, even compression arms, but compression socks will really help with getting removing that lactate out and just flushing everything out as well. So I would get compression socks or compression leggings. That will really, really help as well. Uh, what else? Definitely food, food high protein, um, getting in really good, your organic, your, um, your uh, fruits and vegetables, all your macros and your micros, um, your electrolytes, your salt. Um, I'm trying to think if I've missed anything here. If anybody has uh, any of their favorite tips, obviously a massage, I said that, um, that they would like to add here. I know if you have acute sort of stuff, acupuncture is really good as well. Meditation will help. Yoga will help. Stretching will help. Mobility will help. Um, and we do have yoga on Wednesdays. I believe we go live on Wednesdays with Dan. He does a yoga class for us. But let us know, guys, of your uh, recovery tips, hacks, or biohacks that you have Um <clears throat> post them in the comments here so we can see them because I'd love to know what your favorite tips are. We have quite a few people on tonight. So let us know. I'd love to hear from you. Love to hear what, what they are. Um, and if you haven't joined the Team Serious Tri Club, I'm going to at www.teamseriousstriclub.com, you guys. And we actually have a free month right now. If you would like that, just go to my Instagram, which is just Team Serious Tri Club. I typed that in wrong. Sorry, guys. Team Serious Tri Club. Um, so we have a free month right now as well. So you can actually join and get a free month if you would like to. Um, and we offer like every single month we have a free program. So every month we try to offer over $100 of value. <laughs> we offer free visors um, for winners every every month as well. We send it about three or four out. But you guys get at least $100 worth of value with the program. So it'll be like, say, a mobility stability program or a taper week program or um, eight key sessions program or 10 best swim workouts program. Every month we try to give at least $100 value and it's only $37. So teamseriestrackup.com, 
there you go. That's our email. Um, also, you can find me on Instagram and Twitter and Facebook and my amazing wife, Siri Lindley. You can follow her. We just give, I just like to educate and give a lot of tips. So we also do a live chat every single week where anyone can ask any questions. You guys get a huge discount on our training camps as well. And our sponsors, I will try and remember them all. We have F2C Nutrition, Norma Tech, Hyper Ice. We have Quintana Roo Bikes. We have uh, Zone 3 Wetsuits. Uh, we have uh, Rudy Project Glasses. We have uh, Bond Cycling Shoes. Uh, we have, as I said, F2C. We also even have CBD that's all approved and 100% uh, just CBD um, certified. Uh, what else do we have? Oh, my gosh. I think I've forgotten some. But we have amazing, amazing sponsors as well. And you guys are basically getting the same deals as what a top age group athlete or winning or, you know, an average pro would get because it's anywhere from like 15 to 40 percent off. I've probably forgotten some of the sponsors there. But, uh, yeah, we get really get amazing deals. So, yeah, you guys, thank you. Um, I don't see any more questions. Uh, thank you for being on. Thank you for joining me and um, have an amazing week. Good luck to everybody who has a race coming up let us know if you have any questions in particular just comment on here and i will uh be sure to answer them for you but uh have an amazing week you guys and um hey if you guys would like to follow at horses in our hands right now while we're training our amazing athletes uh, our big why is uh saving horses from slaughter and uh horses in our hands our social media handle is at horses in our hands and we are just about to get a hearing for the bill to ban horse slaughter. And I think you all need to have a deeper why as to why you're participating, why you're racing, why you're doing what you're doing. And mine is that we want to give back to our athletes all this amazing 50 years of combined experience that me and Siri have. But we also want to save horses. And we not only save them here at Believe Ranch and Rescue, which is Believe Ranch and Rescue on social media. Um, we also lobby, has started lobbying three years ago. Uh, to pass a bill to ban horse slaughter. And we have a, our first hearing, a committee hearing this week after 20 years. We finally got a hearing thanks to the work of Siri, myself and our amazing team. And we have a hearing in the committee to help ban horse slaughter. And we would love if you want to give back to us um, in any way. It literally takes 30 seconds, guys. Go to Horses in Our Hands and uh, www.horsesinourhands.org and you can send an email to your legislators by hitting ban horse slaughter. You'll send an email to your legislators to tell them to please co-sponsor the bill. That would be your way of giving back to us. We would be very, very grateful if you could do that. Um, we'd really, really appreciate it because it's now more than ever that we need your support. And I wasn't planning to say that, but I thought I would just throw it in there. So it's really easy, you guys, if you just go to horses in our hands.org if you want to do something for greater good okay if you're feeling a little selfish lately do something for greater good and help save save the horses let's stop them from being slaughtered and this is our why you guys this is why we do what we do um thank you if you're willing to do that we'll be very grateful all right guys have an amazing week and it's so good to see you and we'll see you next week bye